we will not describe the conversation by Eugenie Karabatsos. Inspiration. This play is inspired by a sentence in Crime and Punishment, a scene that Dostoevsky chose not to write. In the novel, Reshkolnikov, a struggling ex-student, commits a grisly murder, killing two elderly women with an axe. He later confesses his crime to his lover, Sonia, who in turn discusses his crime with his sister, Dunya. Readers don't get to know much about this conversation between the two women, though. For all the author writes is, we will not describe the conversation and the tears of the two girls and how friendly they became. This sentence became the inspiration for this play. The connection to crime and punishment stops here, as this play diverges greatly from the novel. Characters. Danny is a massage therapist because she likes having people's necks in her hands, and she likes that she chooses not to hurt them. Sonia has something heavy in her bag, but it doesn't weigh her down. It makes her feel strong. Ross latches on to ideas that he thinks explain why he is the way he is and justify his desires. The setting is Danny's house in a rundown town in the Midwest. Chicago may only be six hours away, but it's hard to get there. It's hard to ever leave. Night. The first floor of Danny's house is separated into two parts, her massage room and her living room and kitchen area. The massage room is delineated by a few screens that section it off from the rest of the living room. Everything about the massage room is pristine. The sheets on the table are bright white and perfectly tucked in. The oils are lined up in height order, evenly spaced apart, and aromatherapy candles are lit. There is a door from the massage room to the outside, presumably where clients can enter, and a window. On the other side of the screens is the living room, which is littered with moving boxes. It is sparsely decorated and dusty, the house of someone who hasn't gotten around to unpacking yet, even though she's been there for a month. Old newspapers spill out of the boxes, and others are stacked on the floor and table. There is a door to the pantry, and a front door, which leads to the outside. Danny, wearing a black polo shirt with her logo, Danny's Delightful Massages, embroidered on it, and black pants, looks out the window in the massage room. She checks her watch. She feels her neck. She gets lost in thought. She turns to the massage table. She tidies it a bit, tucking the sheets in even more tightly. She looks out the window again. She checks her watch. She looks at the massage oils. She takes out a ruler and makes sure they are all lined up. She feels her neck again. She glances out the window. She checks her watch. <sighs> she blows out the candles locks the side door, and walks into the living room. She changes into loose-fitting clothes, 
leaving her work clothes in a pile of dirty laundry on the floor. She stares at the pantry. She puts her ear on the pantry door. Nothing. She turns her attention to the stack of newspapers. She picks one up and reads it. She feels her neck. She tosses the paper on the ground and calls to the pantry. Good night. You could respond one of these days, you know. Maybe sing me a little song? <clears throat> Danny heads to bed. Sonia walks up to the front door, a large bag slung over her shoulder. She knocks urgently. Danny grabs a bat and creeps over to the front door. Hello? Danny? Hello, it's Sonia. I called earlier about an appointment. Danny lowers the bat. You had an appointment at 10 p.m. It's 10.35. I'm sorry, I'm late. The bus just wasn't... I told you 10 p.m. was way too late for an appointment. I told you the buses don't run well this time of night. Oh, please, I need to see you. I couldn't get here earlier. You'll have to come back another time. If you don't let me in... I... If you don't leave, I'm going to call the police. No. Don't do that. Please. Just open the door. I'll give you $200. Danny opens the door. Cash? We won't have time for a full hour. The last bus... That's it... okay. 200 Sonia nods. Okay, just a minute and I'll unlock... The, uh... Sonia pushes her way in. Danny drops the bat. This isn't... My massage room is over there. Sonia looks at the piles of newspapers. You must really love current events. <laughs> Just come this way and I'll take you to the relaxation room. I should read the newspaper more. I'm more of a TV kind of gal. Do you have a TV? No. What's it like to have your own business? I, I so admire industrious women. Industrious means diligent and hardworking. I know what it means. It's just that you looked confused. It was the word of the day last Monday. I make sure to actually use the words of the day. That's the only way the definitions truly stay with you. I just need you to fill out a form and we can get started. Danny goes into the massage room and grabs a clipboard. Sonia snoops around the house. A clang from the pantry. Sonia reaches for the pantry door. Danny re-enters the living room. Sonia drops her hand. I heard a noise. Well, this house makes a lot of noises. It didn't sound like a house noise. I just need your medical history, any medication you are taking, and a list of areas you would like me to focus on. Sonia takes the clipboard. I'm sorry I'm late. Let's just fill this thing out. The buses don't run well out here. No, they don't. The driver said he didn't usually even take people this far out. That no one lived here. Well, I live here. That's what I told him. I told him there was a businesswoman who lived out here. She's supposed to give the most delightful massages. We should get going. Do you read the entire thing? The entire paper? 
Yes. Even the ads? Yes. Even the obituaries? I read it from front to back. I, I'm a bit behind. That is very industrious of you. Obsessive is probably a better word. Is that pen working? Yep. They're discontinuing the daily paper, turning into a weekly. I heard it on the television. That must be hard for someone like you. You know, who collects. It's not really a collection. It's more like... Sorry, never mind. Let's get started with your relaxation experience. Tell me. It's just that when they discontinue the daily paper, our week becomes a day. A month becomes four days. Our lives condensed, abstracted to things deemed important. So I'm hanging on to these. Because when that happens, I want to remember the days of the week. And it's not like things don't happen here. There's that whole axe murderer thing. I mean, imagine finding out a week later that there was someone going around chopping up old people. What a weird thing to do nowadays. Death by axe. Struck the old lady a couple times in the back of the head, I read. Shattered her skull. One person. One old person. And it was three times. Show me the cash. Good? Danny takes the clipboard from Sonia. She starts to fill it out. Sonia, right? Mm-hmm. Why or I? Why? Last name? What's your last name? Uh, occupation? Secretary. Any medical issues I need to be aware of? Mm-mm. And how did you hear about me? I saw your flyers at the library. Are there any specific areas you want me to work on? Since we have a limited time, it's better if we just pick a few target areas. Um, like what? A lot of people carry tension in their shoulders or their neck. Neck, I guess. Danny tries to contain a smile. Excellent. Sign here. Okay, so just follow me into the relaxation room. She leads Sonia into the massage room. You can leave your bag there, or there's a hook here. And undress to your comfort level, and we'll start you face up. What's that? It's just to hold the table together. I can assure you, it's totally safe. Danny stands on the table and jumps. See? Sonia nods. Danny exits the massage room. Sonia sits down on the massage table. She looks into her bag. She clutches it to her side. She doesn't undress. On the other side of the screen, Danny changes into her work shirt. Ready? Yes. Danny walks in. Oh, um, okay. Do you want to lie back? Sonia shakes her head. Okay, that's fine. I can do it sitting up, that's no problem. Do you want to give me that bag? Sonia holds the bag tightly. I can hang it right here. I'm good. Okay. 
Danny climbs onto the massage table. She massages Sonia's neck. Your right side is much tighter than your left. Do you always carry your bag on your right shoulder? I guess. Danny massages the right side of her neck and shoulder. Just tell me if you need the pressure adjusted. Danny continues to massage Sonia. After a while, Sonia tries to hold back tears. Danny stops. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize I was that strong. Sometimes I can get really into the knots. It's not that. It's... It's my birthday. Oh. Happy birthday. Thanks. You know, there's not a birthday rate or anything. I mean, you said 200. It's just that some clients think that there is because I guess spas do that sometimes, but I'm not like a spa. It's just me, so yeah. There's no birthday rate. I know. Should I do hands? Hands? Danny starts to massage Sonia's hand. Did you do anything to celebrate? No. Danny moves to grab Sonia's other hand, the hand that holds the bag close to her side. Can I have some water? Sure. Danny walks back into the living room. Sonia follows after her. Birthdays can be hard. I get it. She pours a cup of water. My brother used to hate his birthday. She turns and sees Sonia. Oh, I would have brought it to you. Why didn't he like his birthday? Oh, some people are just like that. I used to try and make it special for him, you know, bake him a cake and all that. I don't think he really appreciated it. He appreciated it. Excuse me? I'm sure he appreciated it. I would have. Danny gestures to the massage room. Shall we? There's that noise again. It's nothing. It sounds like someone's in there. Well, th there's a bird in there. Why do you have a bird in the pantry? He likes it in there. Where's his cage? He's not a pet. He used to live outside. What happened to him? A heart attack, I think. What's he doing in the pantry? Recovering. How long has he been in there? A while. <laughs> Is he a robin? I don't know. He looks sad. Is he sad? He's never mentioned it. He looks sad. He may be. Can he fly? Not that I've seen. Can he sing? Not that I've heard. You know what? Maybe we should just reschedule. It's late. But I have the money. Another time. It's... I have $200. Keep it. It's too much to spend on a massage. But I came all the way out here to see you. And you should head back. The last bus is going to leave. No, you promised. You said that I could come here for a late massage. I said 10 p.m. It's almost 11. Look, it's for your own good. If you don't leave now, you might not be able to get a bus back to... I know your brother. I know Ross. How? I'm his girlfriend. 
I wanted to meet you. I didn't know if you would meet with me if you knew who I was since you guys don't talk. How much does he need? That's not why I'm here. What's it for? Tuition? Rent? It's not about that. Tell him if he wants money, he needs to come see me himself. He hasn't spoken to me in five years, and then he sends you to ask me for money so that he can be a philosopher? I mean, seriously, a philosopher? Do we really need more philosophers? I think Plato has it covered. You know what he should do? He should be a construction worker. That's right. That's something we actually need here. Someone who can build something. Someone who can put that weird gravelly thing in the pothole so I don't feel like I'm gonna break my neck every single time I take the bus downtown. And why is he asking me? You just offered $200 for a massage. I'm sure you could help him out. It's not about money. He isn't even in school anymore. He graduated? No, he left. He left his PhD program? Why? The department wasn't supportive of his research. They wanted him to switch dissertation topics, but Ross was convinced that his work was important. He thought the professors here were just provincial, that they didn't understand his work. He said if he went to a big school in a real city like Chicago, that they would understand it and he would be celebrated. Mm. So he's going to school in Chicago. No, he didn't get in. I shouldn't have come. Sonia heads towards the door. Danny blocks her with the bat. What's going on? Sonia tries to push past her. Excuse me. What's in the bag? It's none of your business. What's in the bag? Gym clothes. This time of night? Danny grabs the bag from her. She pulls out blood-stained clothing, a man's shirt and pants, and an axe. What did you do? I didn't do anything. They're not mine. Whose are they? Ross's. What happened to him? Is he hurt? Where is he? He's not hurt. Then what is this? He killed that old woman. Ross bursts through the door as a 10-year-old. He cradles a wounded bird. Look at this. Danny becomes 12. Sonia watches the memory. He brings the bird over to Danny. Ew, Ross, why did you bring that in here? I think it's dying. Get it away from me. We have to do something. Mom is going to freak out if she sees this. I don't care what mom does. It's her. We have to do something. Dad will know what to do. Dad! Dad! Where's dad? Danny doesn't respond. Ross shoves the bird towards her. You do something then. Danny takes the bird. She looks it over, frowns. Turn around. Why? Just do it. Ross does. She snaps its neck. He turns back around. What did you do? It was suffering. You killed it! I stopped its suffering. It was going to die anyway. You don't know that. We could have taken it to the vet or something. It wouldn't have made it. I'm telling you, I did the right thing. You didn't want that bird to suffer, did you? Did you want it to be in pain? Ross cradles the bird. 
It's just a bird, Ross. You don't know a thing about it. Dad's stuff is gone. What stuff? All of it. His clothes? Yeah. His records? Yeah. His toothbrush? Yes, Ross, everything. He left. Why? I don't know. But he's coming back, though. I don't know. Ross looks out the window. He holds the bird close to his chest. You're such an idiot, Danny. He left that whole pile of wood out there. Look, his axe is just sitting right there. He's going to come back to finish it. You're wrong about everything. You were wrong about the bird, and you're wrong about Dad. Danny finds a dictionary and opens it. Salt wart. Do you remember that one? I thought you were supposed to be the smartest 10-year-old in your class. A plant in the Goosefoot family or a strong-smelling coastal shrub. That's right. What's the next one? Salty. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. All right, what's next? Salubrious. Ross joins her on the couch, holding the bird. Salubrious? Favorable to or promoting health or well-being. Ross leans his head on her shoulder. Salutary. Producing a beneficial effect, promoting health. Danny closes the dictionary and rests her head against his. Curative. Ross exits with the bird. Danny transitions to present. She grabs the baseball bat and faces Sonia. Get out. You killed his bird. Get out right now before I call the police. Danny, please, you need to listen to me. Danny raises the bat. My brother would not do something like that. He thought he was conducting an experiment. Danny lowers the bat. What? He was working on a paper, on a theory, on crime. What differentiates the extraordinary from the ordinary? Are you familiar with the idea? What does this have to do with anything? Are you familiar with it or not? Vaguely. The theory is that people are divided into two categories, the extraordinary and the ordinary. Ordinary people need to follow the law. They obey the rules because rules exist, and though they may question them once in a while overall, they realize that rules are necessary, important, and that we must follow them. But extraordinary people are different. Extraordinary people don't have to follow the law because they understand its limitations better than ordinary people do. He says that extraordinary people should have a right to free conscience when they disobey laws, that they won't even feel guilt because they did the right thing. What does any of this have to do with the old woman? He was testing the theory. He wanted to know if he was an extraordinary person. Ross enters. For him, it is a month ago. He sits on the couch. Sonia transitions to the scene with Ross. 
Aren't you going to ask me about my day? I imagine it didn't go very well. No, it didn't go very well. My boss just makes me feel so... What's the word? Dumb? No. Insignificant? No. Slight. I swear one day I'm gonna lose it on him. One day I'm just gonna kick him right in the balls. Or, even better, I'd put a little arsenic in his coffee. I'm kidding. I'd probably just take my dad's old hunting rifle and shoot him in the face. Ross offers a weak smile. I got you something. Sonia pulls out a CD. Bird songs. Oh. You don't like it? I like it. Should we listen to it? There are a few tracks of Robins on there. I thought maybe it might, you know, it might sound like your favorite. I'm not really into that anymore. What do you mean? Just the other day we talked about maybe going to the aviary this weekend. You talked about it. I thought it'd be fun. We'd go on an adventure, a search, a search for the lost birdsong of your childhood. Come on. The aviary here is garbage. No, it's not. I'm not interested. Okay. Fine. You should probably just return it. We should keep it. Just in case you ever feel like listening. Just get rid of it. Okay? It's not going to sound the way I want it to. There's no point. Okay. Fine. I'll return it. Did you go over to the university today? No. I thought you said you were going to talk to the head of the department. I never agreed to that. You said you'd consider it. I have no interest in going back to an institution that doesn't appreciate me. They would take you back, I bet, if you altered your theory. Or maybe you could go back to, what was it called again? Virtue ethics. I bet they would take you back if you went back to writing about virtue ethics. Or you could do something entirely different. I'm sure you could think of something even better. No. Did you leave the house today? What does it matter? It's been almost a week. So? It's unhealthy. You need fresh air. Are you coming down with something? You look queasy. I'm fine. Something is going on. Just shut up and let me think. Sorry. I... Sorry. I've just been preoccupied. Is it about the rejection from the University of Chicago? You read my mail? I didn't think you'd mind. I don't know why you haven't told me. I've been waiting for you to tell me. Is that why you've been upset lately? I'm not upset. We could still go to Chicago, you know. Take a little trip. I have no desire to go to Chicago. You've always wanted to go there. 
Well, I have no desire to go there now. Oh, that's stupid, Ross. We should go. We should just get in the car and go. We could go to the top of the Sears Tower. You're scared of heights. I do it for you. I hear the view is magnificent. Like you know anyone who's been there. I read about it in the travel section of the library. That reminds me, I saw something there. Something you might like. She takes out a flyer and hands it to him. Is that your sister? She's a massage therapist, right? A masseuse. I think they prefer the term massage therapist now. So that's her. What? Is everything okay? Her phone number's different. Ross shoves the flyer back at her. I thought I'd make an appointment. Why? I'd like to meet her. We don't even talk anymore. Well, why did you dedicate your paper to her if you hate her so much? Sonia, you need to stop badgering me. I don't want to talk about this. Stop talking to me about this. You're sweating. So? You never used to sweat. See, you are getting upset. It's hot! I wake up in the middle of the night and our sheets are soaked. I'm not upset. Stop lying. I'm not lying. I'm just preoccupied. With what? I wasn't going to say this now. I wasn't planning on doing this now. Just tell me. I wanted to do this better. I wanted to explain this better. You were ready. What is it? Remember, this is for us. This is for our future. I love you. I love you too. Ross comes over to her and takes her hands. Just do it. I'm trying. Just go ahead and ask me. I'm sorry to ruin it, but I'm so excited. Ask you what? To marry you. Ross drops her hands. Oh. Well. This is embarrassing. Uh, I, I just, I thought, the way you looked at me. I know we haven't been together that long, but it's just, you know, syzygy. Right? Right. What is it? The old woman in the news. The antique dealer. How old? I don't know. 70s, maybe. You cheated on me? With some 70-year-old? Cheated? No, I... Tested the theory. How? I tested the theory... on her. What do you mean you tested the theory on her? I had to. It was the right thing. It deserved to be tested. What did you do? What did you do? <gasps> to 
Did you... Did you kill her? Ross nods. Sonia takes a moment to collect her thoughts. Prove it. Ross gathers the axe and clothing. He lays them out in front of her. She looks at them, fascinated. Ross exits, leaving the axe and clothing behind. Sonia transitions to present. Danny picks up the axe and examines it. Do you recognize it? It's my father's. It has his initials engraved on it. She looks at the clothes, holding up Ross's shirt and pants. Three times in the skull. It's heavy. What are you doing? Danny chops the air with the axe. One. She chops the air again. Two. She chops the air a third time. Three. Shattered. That's not easy. He must have really wanted to do it. Where is he now? He escaped. What do you mean he escaped? I wasn't sure what he would do. It was for everyone's protection. You locked him up? When you say it like that, it sounds... You should have called the police. If you were worried about what he would do, you should have called the police. Would you have called the police? We'll have to look for him, I guess. She checks the time. It's too late now. We'll have to wait until the morning. He left everything. His phone, his IDs. I've been looking for him all day. I checked everywhere. The university, the aviary, the park, your mother's grave. <laughs> what? Nothing. He just wouldn't have gone there. Why not? He didn't really like her, even though she gave him everything. How did she die? Ross never told me. Cardiomyopathy. Ross enters. He's 17. Danny becomes 19. She looks over paperwork. What? The coroner called. He said it was cardiomyopathy. So, like a heart attack? Not exactly. It's when the heart muscle weakens so much that it can't function. It just tapers off. It sounds slow. Yeah. And painful. Probably. I'd rather it have been quick. I'll tell you what. Let's just call it a heart attack. What's that? Documents officially naming he your legal guardian. What? You'd rather go to a foster home? No, it's not that. I just thought... Did they find Dad? No, they didn't. I can do this, Ross. I basically raised you. I know. You just have to respect me. You know I respect you. You have to go to college. Go to college and study hard and maybe someday you'll be like those philosophers you're always reading about. I will. And then when Peter and I get married... What? When we get married, we'll... You're going to marry Peter? What's wrong with Peter? He's so... He's fine. 
Well, I don't want you to be with someone fine. I want you to be with someone... Great. <laughs> I just want what's best for my sister. And how do you know Peter isn't what's best for me? There's just something about him. That's what you say about everyone. There's always something about someone with you. What can I say? I'm intuitive. Yeah, yeah. Mom wanted me to marry him. Don't marry him because you're feeling sentimental about our deceased mother. I'm doing it because it's the right thing to do. For both of us. I love you. I love you too. I mean it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Cardiomyopathy, huh? Heart attack. Quick. Virtually painless. I'm glad she didn't suffer too long. He kisses her forehead and exits. What should we do if we find him? I don't know. When did you find out? A month ago. A month ago? You had him locked up for a month? He dedicated his paper to you. Did you know that? He even thanked you in the acknowledgments. So? It's strange. You hadn't spoken in years. You didn't even know he left school. What are you getting at? I'm just trying to figure this out. I don't know why we're talking about this. So what if he dedicated this stupid paper to me? It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't make any sense. The theory states that extraordinary people can only commit crimes if it is for the good of society. What did this woman do that was so bad? Wasn't she just an antique dealer? He said she was unethical. Unethical how? I guess he sold some things to her once and he wanted to get them back and she wouldn't let him. So that's it. That's all she did. That doesn't even... The theory isn't supposed to... I think he just wanted to do it. Sometimes people just want to do bad things and they need an excuse to act. Do you know anyone like that? My ex-husband. What about his friends? He didn't have any friends. Just my father. Have you reached out to him? He's dead. Oh. Sorry. Ross didn't... She gestures using the axe. No. <sighs> well, that's a relief at least. He got hit by a bus. Which one? Fifteen. Terrible bus. I know. The seats are just... Exactly. They think about the bus hitting Sonia's father. It's hard to think about. I remember reading your father's obituary. You do? It was striking. The language was elevated. I don't think I've ever read an obituary like that before. Sonia beams. I choked my ex-husband once. Peter had already... He wasn't the kindest of men. We were arguing and he punched me and I fell into this glass table and it shattered. I was bleeding everywhere. Across my body, the floor, the table. The... And he's standing over me, towering over me. I look down at my blood and 
run my fingers through it. I stand up, walk over to him, and shove my hand into his mouth until he starts to choke. He didn't even try to stop me. He just stared at me, watching me do it. Then suddenly he shut his eyes. He shut his eyes, waiting to die, I think. And I took my hand out of his mouth and wiped it off on his shirt. You left after that? No, not after that. Ross enters and sits down on the couch. It is yesterday. Sonia spots him. Did you enjoy doing that to him? Danny doesn't respond. Sonia transitions to the scene with Ross. She holds the axe. Ross stands up. Where are you going? I thought I'd go for a walk. Sit down. It's been a month. The police have given up. They don't even know it was me. I know what you're capable of. Say it. Sonia. Say it. Please. Say your ordinary. <sighs> Sit down. It's perfectly natural to feel confused. I thought about it, and even extraordinary people can feel confused sometimes. Shut up! It doesn't mean that my theory is wrong! Shut up! Let's look at the word of the day. Don't you want to know the word of the day? Ross doesn't respond. Sonia looks at the word of the day. Non-proliferation. What do you think of that? Where are you going? He stands. I thought I'd go out for the paper. Sit. He sits. A quick test. Word of the day on Monday? Industrious. Tuesday. Inculcate. Wednesday. Whistling. Thursday. Desiccate. Friday. Sempaternal. Saturday. Saturday? <laughs> you don't remember Saturday? He shakes his head. What was that? No. Didn't I tell you to remember it? He nods. Answer! Yes, you told me to. Then why didn't you? I tried. I asked you to do one thing. I'm preoccupied. <laughs> yes. Well, aren't we all? He starts to stand. She glares at him. He sits down again. Logicious. What? The word of the day from Saturday. Logicious. Right. Logicious. What does that mean again? Wicked. Sonia lets this sink in. Ross exits. Sonia transitions to present. Do you think he'd do it again? I don't know. Maybe, but sometimes I doubt he has it in him. Why? He changed so much after he did it. He seemed smaller somehow, afraid to leave the house. He sweat all the time. And he would cry when he thought I couldn't hear. He would cry a lot. 
And I don't think he's slept at all the whole month. So he feels guilty? Yes. Or maybe scared? Of you? <laughs> Everyone in my office thinks my name is Samantha. I've worked there for eight years, and I've never corrected them. It's too late now. I've thought about changing my name to Samantha just to make it easier. But my mother's name was Sonia, and I thought that'd be too rude. She did die for me and all. She died during childbirth. I didn't think that happened much now. It doesn't. When she was pregnant, she wrote me 100 letters. One for each of my birthdays. She was optimistic, I guess. That's thoughtful. Why don't you just quit your job? I'd like to, but no one is hiring. You need to have a four-year degree. Everyone in my office has a stupid four-year degree. Even the interns. And they're so entitled. Do you have interns? No. Don't hire any. They're so entitled. And they don't have any real skills. I have a lot of skills. I have never messed up a food order. Not once. And I'm an excellent writer. You said so yourself. That obituary, it stuck out, right? And I didn't even like my dad all that much. I'm not much of a writer. I disagree. The mission statement on your flyers is so beautiful. My goal is to provide my clients with a transcendent relaxation experience, to unleash a little piece of heaven in the mortal body and unify the fragments of our physical being. Mm. I liked that last bit, especially. <laughs> Why? I think I'm... I just think I'm not fully there. I'm... Partial. Partial, yes. You know it? Danny shrugs. You ever hear of syzygy? It's my favorite word. I don't think I'd ever come across a word with so many Y's. S-Y-Z-Y-G-Y. I did some research and found out that Carl Jung, you ever hear of him? Well, anyway, Carl Jung said that syzygy is what he calls the divine couple. It's the combination of true selves. Anyway, it sounds to me like another word for soulmate. I just thought since you were partial too, maybe you would like the word. I do. Thank you. Anyway, I liked your mission statement. Uh, I just wrote what I thought sounded deep. I don't really care about creating transcendent experiences for my clients. I do it for me. What do you mean? You've got the client just lying there, right? They're all vulnerable. And they have their eyes closed, and they're just letting you touch the most valuable parts of their body. They rest their necks in your hands. And if you wanted to, you could just... What? End their lives right then and there. I like being able to do that. And I like that I choose not to. I want to choose not to. I want to choose... Not to do the wrong thing, just because it makes me feel powerful. I want to choose not to feel like an orphan, even though I'm grown and there are children in the world who've never known either of their parents. 
I want to choose not to lock Ross up again if I ever even find him. But I don't know if I can. Because having him there, like that, was the best thing that has ever happened to me. I have never felt so unbelievably real in my life. And I don't know if I can give that up. I don't want to give that up, even though I know I can't do it anymore. Even though I know it makes me less of a person. I don't know how you stop yourself. I don't know how you stop yourself from breaking those necks if you want to so badly. I broke a neck once. Ross's bird. You did the right thing. It was suffering. Maybe. Or maybe I just wanted to. Like how maybe Ross just wanted to kill someone and he needed an excuse. Or how you wanted to lock him up, but you needed to pretend it was for the greater good. I don't know which it was. Maybe I was doing the right thing. Maybe I wasn't. I don't know the difference. I don't even know if it matters. All I know is that bird isn't going to die of a broken neck. Is that why you didn't choke Peter when you could have? Are you still afraid of him? Sometimes, yes, most of the time. Were you ever afraid of my brother? Sonia shakes her head. Why not? He couldn't even touch the axe once he showed it to me. He couldn't pick it up again. So I took it. I took it with me everywhere. Why? Because I could. Because he didn't try to stop me. Because it felt good to have something so heavy in my bag. It's careless of you. I know. You knew about the paper? When he first wrote it. But that was almost six years ago. I didn't know he was still working on it. Ross enters, carrying a copy of the manuscript. He hands it to Danny. Danny transitions to six years ago. This is what you've been working on? I thought you'd be excited. I don't understand. What happened to writing about virtue ethics? Everyone said that you showed so much promise. The faculty practically begged you to enroll. I'm done with virtue ethics. This is just the kind of thing I should be doing if I want to move forward in my career. But virtue ethics is what got you into the program in the first place. Yeah, here. What do you mean, here? Here, in this town. It's not like it's the cultural capital of America. If I want to move forward, I need to do something groundbreaking. If I want to transfer, I'm really going to- Transfer? To... Yeah, to a real school. You're in a real school. It certainly costs enough. A better school. I'm going to need a paper that really stands out and-, and I didn't even know you wanted to leave. Everyone wants to leave. We grew up in this town. Exactly, but this thing, this is going to get me out of here. Once it gets published, I'm going- Shouldn't a good theory be able to be tested? This theory can't be tested. We could find a way to test it. Think of all the citations I'll get. Citations are very important in academia. I don't care about academia. I know you don't care about academia. That was evident when you dropped out of college. We agreed to stop talking about this. You wouldn't have gotten this far if I hadn't dropped out. 
you wouldn't have had the money to pay for college, let alone grad school. I know, and that's why I've decided to pay you back. How? I sold a few things. What things? Old things. Mom's antiques? You sold mom's antiques? Those were heirlooms. They go back generations and generations. You can't just sell mom's things. She gave you those for a reason. She didn't want you to sell them. It's just stuff. Now we have money. <sighs> he slides a check across the table. Enough for a semester at least. Maybe two. Danny stares at the check, debates, then pushes it away. Mm -mm. You leave right now and go give the money back. You get mom's things back. Just take it. No. Why? Mom wouldn't have wanted it. Who cares what she wanted? She's dead. And she was wrong, Danny. She was wrong about not wanting you to go to school. You deserve this. You deserve a chance to be more than... What? Whatever Peter tells you to be. I'm a business owner. You're a masseuse. A massage therapist. That's beneath you. I like my job. It, it doesn't even matter. Why? Because we're all going to die anyway? That's what you always say. You've been saying that since I was five years old. You'd steal my stretch Armstrong, and I'd cry, and you'd say, get over it, we're all going to die anyway. You're still mad about the damn stretch Armstrong? I'm just making a point. What point is that? That I'm a pessimist? That you're a jerk. Oh, I'm a jerk. What a scary word, Ross. You want to call me a bitch? Do it. No. Do it. No. It's just a word, Ross. Do it. Fine, you're a bitch. Happy now? Now that I'm just like Peter? You're wrong about the theory. It explains everything. What does it explain? Dad's extraordinary. Ross, what? He must be. Ross, no. Dad is not extraordinary. That doesn't make sense. He left without feeling any guilt, and only extraordinary people can be free of guilt when they do something that seems wrong. He left us, Ross. That's it. It doesn't have anything to do he with- He left here. Extraordinary people leave here. Ordinary people stay. Ordinary people like Mom stay. You should never have written that thing in the first place. Why not? You know why. I thanked you. See? I thanked you. Let's just drop it, okay? This theory is riddled with holes anyway. You're gonna end up just like Mom. What was that? I was just thinking. That is exactly something an ordinary person would say. Ross exits. Danny transitions to present. She opens the pantry door. Is he okay? He does this sometimes. Maybe he wants to be let out. He just wants to say hi. Perhaps we should leave the door open? Maybe open a window? Just in case? He doesn't fly. Besides, it's too dark. 
Well, maybe he's healed. We should give him the option at least. Fine. He won't like it anyway. I've tried to let him go before and he doesn't want to leave. Danny gives her a told you look. Sonia shuts the door and returns to Danny. Why didn't your mother want you to go to college? She didn't think it was practical. She thought it made more sense for me to get married and put all the financial resources towards my brother. He was always the smart one, the talented one. She thought maybe he could be successful and get us all out of here. I guess she didn't like it here then. No. My father talked about going to Chicago. He kept saying that one day he was just going to put us in the car and drive the six hours to start over. My mother loved hearing that. She really wanted to leave. But it never happened? We almost did, once. But our car broke down on the highway. And we didn't try again. You ever get to Chicago? No. I've been to Iowa, though. Mm. <laughs> did you like it there? It's not too far. But it's hard to get to. Danny nods. My mother wanted me to go to college. I know because she wrote about it in my 18th birthday letter. She gave me this great advice. She always ended her letters with like the greatest advice. She said, learn a new word every day. I guess she thought that would help me succeed in college. I never got away for school though. Not like she wanted me to. I ended up going local. I got my associates. It was fine. I'm sure she'd still be proud. Sonia takes an envelope out of her pocket. Ross enters. It is a couple months ago. He walks over and kisses Sonia on the head. She transitions back in time. Your birthday's not for a few months. <laughs> I just like looking at the letters sometimes. She was a very thoughtful woman. She was. How should we celebrate? What? Your birthday. Oh, I've never celebrated my birthday before. Even as a kid? My father didn't really want to celebrate it. Since, you know, she died that day. Well, we'll do something special. Anything you want. I just want to spend it with you. We can arrange that. Sonia smiles. <laughs> what did you do to celebrate your birthday growing up? My sister would get me a cake. Chocolate with chocolate frosting. Sounds decadent. It was. Do you want me to get you a cake? <laughs> I don't really like cake. <laughs> it doesn't have to be chocolate. We could do vanilla. Or red velvet. Or anything you want. Pie even. Some people do pie. I don't need any of that stuff. I just want to spend it with you. I like the sound of that. How come you never talk about your sister? We don't speak anymore. Why? We just don't. Something must have happened. Some things can remain private, can't they? I, you're telling me you don't have secrets? Not from you. Why? Do you? <laughs> so you do. That's all right. I like that you're so mysterious. It's sexy. 
just as long as you sit with me on my birthday. I'm happy to sit with you anytime. <laughs> they sit together. It's nice for both of them. I went to the library today. I read about robins. Oh yeah? What did you learn? Just some fun facts. Like what? Robins like beginnings and endings. They sing first thing in the morning and again at the end of the day. And they'll sing when they know a storm is approaching and again after it has passed. What's your favorite fact about robins? Hmm. Male robins will stay with females and their chicks until the chicks are ready to go off on their own. Not all birds are like that. My mother would have liked you, I think. <laughs> I hope so. She would have liked you because she just wanted me to be happy. And you make me so happy. You make me happy too. The happiest you've ever been. The happiest I've ever been. <laughs> the happiest you'll ever be? The happiest I'll ever be. Good. Ross exits. Sonia transitions to present. She puts the envelope back in her pocket. What happened between you? I'd rather not go into it. What happened between you? It doesn't have anything to do with any of this. What happened between you? It doesn't have anything to do with the theory or the murder or anything like that. What happened between it you? It doesn't matter! It matters to me. It shouldn't. I need to know. It's not relevant. You don't get to tell me what's relevant. You don't get to hide things from me. Why not? Because that's not how this works. You don't get to decide that. I have told you everything. I have been fair with you. That was your choice. Sonia heads towards the door. Where are you going? It's not morning yet. I don't care. Y you can't leave now. There's nothing else to discuss. It's done. It's over. She goes to leave. We just stopped talking. That's it. We just stopped talking. There was no fight. We didn't drift apart. It wasn't anything like that. We just stopped. I never contacted him, and he never contacted me. What was your last conversation? I told you what happened. What was your last conversation? Please don't make me. Sonia turns back towards the door. All right. Danny transitions to six years ago. She stands at the window. Ross enters. He puts his hands on Danny's shoulders. She flinches and pulls away. Sorry. You just... Hi. Hi. You asked me to come over? Yes, a uh, favor. Danny walks over to the bookshelf and finds the dictionary. She hands it to him. I haven't seen this in a while. Let's read it. Come on, really? Please? All right, where should we go from? Anywhere. Gleam. 
A transient appearance of subdued or partly obscured light. Danny slumps her head on his shoulder. A trace. Ross spots a bruise on her. What happened here? Danny adjusts her clothes. Did Peter do this? He did. Christ, Danny, I told you. She grabs the dictionary from him. Just shine with. What are you going to do about it? Or as if with a subdued, steady light. Ross starts to exit. To appear briefly or faintly. Ross is gone. Silence. Danny transitions to present. And that was it. He should have called you. He should have been concerned. He should have. Yes. I'm sorry that happened to you. I'm glad it's over now. Danny nods half-heartedly. It is over now, isn't it? I wish Ross had killed him instead. <laughs> yeah, I've thought that too. What a prick. I wanted him to kill my boss. I even thought about how I wanted him to do it. How I wanted him to die. Poison. Why poison? The act of drinking poison is easy. It's clean, but the act of dying from it isn't. That's what I could never understand about what Ross did. It was so grisly, so dirty. There should be a sense of balance, don't you think? Just enough cleanliness and just enough gruesomeness. Otherwise, who are we really? Did you ask him to do it? I was planning on it. I was going to ask him one day after work. But as I was leaving, this little red-haired girl ran past my desk and towards my boss. She catapulted into his arms, and he lifted her up to the ceiling. How's the view up there? He said to her. She laughed. She wasn't scared at all, and I caught myself smiling. Hmm. He and I exchanged this look like, isn't this the best thing that has ever happened in the history of all creation? <laughs> My father wasn't a good dad. I'm not even sure if he was a good person. But I'm glad no one poisoned him. I still hate my boss, but I don't want him to have a clean but messy death. At least not because of me. <laughs> I think I know what you mean about not breaking your client's necks now. Knowing you can do something, but choosing not to can be more exhilarating than doing it. Why do you think that is? Maybe it's because we know we'll always have the option. But if we do it, then there's nothing to look forward to. If we do it, that's it. We're done. Our lives are finished. You want a drink? Uh, there's some old beer in the pantry. Sonia walks over to the pantry and opens the door. Where's the bird? Danny joins her. He always sits right there. Ah! She pooped at me! 
Your bird pooped on me. He couldn't have jumped that high. This is what happens when you let wild animals live in your home. Oh, calm down. It's supposed to be good luck. Danny grabs a washcloth and helps Sonia wipe the bird poop off of her. Were Ross and your father close? Yes. Ross enters. Sonia transitions to a few months ago. She approaches Ross, who stands over her father's grave. How did you know my father? He was my friend. Aren't you a bit young to be his friend? He shrugs. Oh. What? Never mind. I get it. What? You met him in AA. <laughs> no, no, I met him. Well, in a bar, actually. I'm, um, sorry for your loss. Yeah. You too. Thank you. He meant something to you. Ross nods. He didn't mean much to most people. That's what he said. He talked about that? Just a bit. What was it you liked about him? He was... kind. He wasn't very kind to me. He was vulgar, demanding. He had trouble holding back. Like everything he felt he needed to express and he needed to do it in the biggest way possible. That wasn't my experience of him. He sat really hunched over, like he was trying to make his body smaller than he was. And when he talked, his voice cracked a little, and he spoke softly. I guess he was like that once, when I was a little girl. He used to sit at the foot of my bed and read me a story, but he couldn't read very well. I think it embarrassed him how bad he was at it. But I made him do it anyway, even though it embarrassed him so much. Why? I don't know. I think I liked being better than him at something. I shouldn't have done that. It wasn't very kind of me. What would you two talk about? Oh, I don't know. Sports, I guess. He would tell me about the best bars in town. What was his favorite again? O'Rourke's? O'Rourke's. Right. And he talked about you. He did? What did he say? He said he had a daughter and that you were at home probably waiting for him. How often did you hang out? Once. Once? And you consider him a friend? Yes. What? It's a bit weird. He shrugs. It was that night, wasn't it? The night he got hit by the bus. He nods. He said he had been gone for a few days. It had been over a week. 
He'd been on benders before, but he always came home after the weekend. He said he was afraid to go home because he didn't want you to see him the way he was. I've seen him drunk many times before. There's little I haven't seen that man do. Well, that night, he didn't want to hurt you. Do you think he... Do you think it was on purpose? I don't know. Was it how they described it on the news? I couldn't look. Why? Why? Yeah, why? Why couldn't you look? I don't know. Because he was my friend, I guess. I think I would have looked. Kind. It's a simple word. They exchange smiles. What's your favorite word? I'm not sure. Mine is syzygy. Syzygy? Syzygy. Carl Jung says it's what happens when our true self, who we are without our masks, who we are beneath everything, combines with another true self and becomes complete. Unified. Whole. The combination is divine, he says. They stand for a moment. Mine's not really a word, per se. It was a Robin song. Your favorite word is a bird's chirp? Not a chirp, a song, and not any bird. This one specific bird. Was it a pet? No, it just lived in my backyard growing up. What happened to it? It died. You could get some recordings, you know? Some recordings of Robin's singing. Thanks, but it's not really the same. I like your favorite word, too. Would you mind sharing it with me? I'd like that very much. It wasn't his idea. It was mine. Ross exits. Sonia transitions to present. What? It wasn't his idea. I came up with it a few months before he wrote the paper. And as soon as I said it aloud, I knew it wasn't a great theory. I knew it was just me trying to find a way to justify this longing I had, this urge to... Break necks? Do bad things. As soon as I said it to him, I knew that's what it was. And I tried to let it die, but Ross loved it. He latched onto it. He would pass people on the street and he'd say, do you think that person is extraordinary? And I played along because how was I supposed to know he'd do this? I, I thought it was just for fun. I didn't know. So all of this happened because of your idea? I didn't think he would test it. You're the one who told him he needed to test it. I was trying to help him realize that the theory was a waste of time. I didn't know he was going to murder someone. I should have realized the moment I walked through the door that there was something wrong with you. I mean, look at this. Look at what? Sonia rips away the screen to the massage room. What are you doing? You want the world to see you like this, right? Ordered, perfect, in control. 
someone who provides transcendent relaxation experiences, but it's all a mask. She dumps one of the boxes of newspapers on the floor. I am sick of people hiding who they really are. Sonia destroys the massage room. Danny follows behind her, desperately trying to put things back in order. Sonia turns to the living room. She throws open the boxes and dumps its contents on the floor. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it's not that fucking hard! The rooms are blended. Danny's world is broken. Sonia is satisfied. Then, Danny grabs the bat and pursues her across the room. Industrious, inculcate, quizzling, desiccate, sempaternal, flagitious, flagitious, flagitious! What's the word of the day today, Sonia? You don't remember the word of the day? I don't know. Didn't I tell you to remember it? Didn't I? Sonia cowers. Danny steals Sonia's birthday letter. Give that back. Danny rips it in half and lets the pieces drop to the floor. Sonia lunges for them. At least I didn't keep someone prisoner for a month. You keep a bird in your pantry. He likes it in there. You're probably just waiting for the day you can snap his neck too. Just like you did to Ross's bird. No. You probably dream about it every night. No. I should go ahead and do it right now, just to prevent you from whatever sick pleasure you get. Danny guards the door. Can't stand the idea of someone else getting that thrill, can you? Just like your brother. My brother was never violent until you came along. I didn't want him to do this. You want someone to? You want someone to commit these hideous acts, don't you? You want someone to play out all the horrific things you dream about. Stop. All the things you don't have the guts to do yourself. Sonia grabs the axe and raises it over Danny's head. She stops midair. Do it. Sonia considers it. A long moment. Sonia drops the axe down to her side. Sonia and Danny take in the destroyed room. They are shattered. Sonia stares at the pieces of her birthday letter. Danny looks at Sonia and then at the letter. She rises, finds tape, and hands it to Sonia. Sonia tapes it back together. I don't want to snap its neck. I want you to know that. I have never wanted anything as much as I want that bird to live. I want it to get better. I've always wanted it to get better. I've always wanted my bird to fly. I've always wanted my bird to sing. I believe you. Sonia looks at the axe, ashamed of what she almost did. Danny offers. I knew you wouldn't do it. I knew you would stop yourself. Why? Because you're the kind of person who doesn't want her life to be over. Ross made his own choice. He had the choice to stop himself just like we do every day, but he didn't. But we could become like him someday. We could, yes. What happens if we do? I don't know. I don't want to be like that. <laughs> That's a good place to start. But it might feel so good. 
There are other good feelings. Like what? I don't know. Company? Company. Having someone to keep you company. That's a good feeling. Love? Love is a good feeling. So I've heard at least. Touch? Touch is nice too. Touch? Sure, like... She reaches for Sonia's hand. Feel good? Sonia nods. They let go. <sighs> it's almost morning. We should get going soon. Not yet. Let's just... sit for a while longer. And do what? Sonia hands her a newspaper and picks one up for herself. They read. They've raised enough money to fix up the aviary. What? What is it? Woman stabs and kills abusive boyfriend after being shoved through a sliding glass door. Peter Landry was murdered by his girlfriend Claire Jacobs after an altercation where he allegedly pushed her through a glass door. Is that... Danny grabs the paper from her. She scans the article. Yes. She puts the paper back on the table, leans back in her chair for a moment, and closes her eyes. She takes a breath. Danny opens her eyes and places her hand under the table, removing a small gun that she has secured underneath. She continues around the room, removing various weapons from their hiding places. Items like a hammer, a knife, a rope, the baseball bat from earlier. When she's finished, she stands in the middle of the room, scanning over all of her unused weapons. Someone actually did it. Are you okay? I'm okay. I'm just... Jealous. Jealous? That she was able to do it. That she was able to do what I've wanted to do for so long. How would you have done it? If you could. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I know, but if you could. If you were the kind of person who could, what would you do? I don't know. It'll make you feel better. Danny uses the weapons in the room to act out the imagined murder. I guess I would have shot him in the legs first so that he couldn't run. Then I would tie him up. Then I think I would hit him in the head. Maybe with this or this. Then I would cut his eyes out so he couldn't look at me that way anymore. And then... She finds the axe and slashes the air three times. Do you feel better now? <sighs> yes. I knew you would. He broke my massage table. I went downstairs to my massage room one morning, and there it was, chopped in half. I didn't even pack my clothes. I just dragged the pieces of the table out of the house and down the road, and that was it. I wish I had helped you carry it. Ross walks up to the door in real time. He knocks. 
Sonia grabs the gun. Danny cracks open the door. Ross doesn't see Sonia yet. Ross tries to speak, but can't. He eventually spurts out. You moved. Yes. I tested the theory. I heard. Did Sonia come find you? Yes. Is she here? Why? I thought she might come. I don't know what to do, Danny. I just wanted to see you. Can I come in? Danny looks back at Sonia. Sonia nods, keeping the gun raised. They let him in. He sees the gun and holds up his hands, but he remains calm, resigned to his fate. Where did you go? Chicago. What did you do there? I went to the top of the Sears Tower and looked down. And? You were right. It was magnificent. Sonia lets the gun drop to her side. Ross's gaze travels around the destroyed room. It eventually lands on the axe. I found Dad. Where? Chicago. He's living there now. He made it there. Did you talk to him? What did he say? He said hello. How are you? My, you've grown. I don't have time now. I'm busy now. Later, maybe later. Call me. Sometime. I don't have space. Next time. Maybe. You look good. You're grown. You're a man now. Don't say that. Let's just move on. It's time for you to leave. You don't need me. You're grown. Next time, maybe. I don't have space now. I might have space later. Call me. Later. I'm busy. Now. You're a man. You're a man. You're a man now. He's not extraordinary. I don't think I am either. I'm just less of who I was before. I don't know how to explain it. I'm just... Partial? Yes. A long moment. A bird cry from the pantry. They all look towards it. There's a bird in the pantry. Ross walks over to the pantry and opens the door. He fell out of a tree. I think he had a heart attack. He likes it in there. I don't know why. He doesn't sing or anything, but he has a good sense of humor. Ross looks at the bird for a long moment. Thank you. Ross picks up the axe. Sonia holds the gun up again. He looks at the inscription. Ordinary people need to follow the laws. You'll turn yourself in? 
Ross nods. When? Now. Are you sure? Ross nods. I can come with you. Ross shakes his head. Ross and Danny gather the bloody clothes. Sonia lets the gun fall to her side. Danny hands him the last item of clothing. What will you tell the police? That I was conducting an experiment and it failed, and that I've been on the run since. Danny exchanges a glance with Sonia. She nods her approval. Okay. Danny resists, hugging him. Okay. Ross resists, hugging her. Salt work. A plant in the Goosefoot family or a strong-smelling coastal shrub? Danny nods. Salty. Tasting of, containing, or preserved with salt. Down to earth. Coarse. Tough. Aggressive. Salubrious. Favorable to or promoting health or well-being. Salutary. Producing a beneficial effect. Promoting health. Curative. Curative. Sonia, I... You should go. What about the birthday letter? Do you want me to sit with you? No. But I'm glad you made it to Chicago. We should have gone together. I don't know if Chicago is really the place for me. I prefer Iowa. Maybe I'll go back there. Goodbye, Sonia. Bye, Ross. Ross exits. I suppose you think I should do the same? Turn myself in? No, I don't. Why is that? I don't know. Sis a G, I guess. Do you think he'll do it? Do you think he'll actually go to the police? Yes. And if he doesn't? He will. I think we should call the police if he doesn't. I thought doing the wrong thing made you feel powerful. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that's what powerful feels like anymore. What does powerful feel like then? Company. A moment. Sonia takes out the birthday letter. She stares at it. Can you... Danny nods. She sits with Sonia. Sonia opens the letter carefully and reads it. She smiles. <laughs> well, what was her advice? Find someone to be alone with. They sit. Then, Danny goes over to one of her boxes. She starts to unpack it. 
Sonia joins in. They unpack as many boxes as possible. They decorate the room. They build a home. This takes a while. They look at the room. They take it in. They feel warm. They look towards the window. The sunlight is starting to burst in. In the pantry, the bird sings. They listen. End of play. Thank you for listening to Patchwork Theatre Company's production of We Will Not Describe the Conversation by Eugenie Carabazos. The show was directed by Jill Jones, with sound design by Andrew Gutierrez, and musical composition by Josh Conception. The cast in order of appearance is Kevin Herman as the narrator, Anna DeMauro as Danny, Julia Boyce as Sonia, and Dasman Still as Ross. Our producers are Keon Klein-Chilton and Eric Clark. If you enjoyed this play and would like to support Patchwork and the artists responsible, please consider making a donation at www.paypal.com backslash paypalme backslash patchworktheater. Be sure to follow Patchwork on all social media platforms to stay up to date with the latest in experimental theater. And again, thanks for listening. <laughs>